Hi, welcome to the Now Showing podcast for the week ending. Today is the 11th, 11th of October. Of October now, gosh. Yeah, I know. This year's gone pretty, pretty <laughs> smashingly quick. Yeah, that's so, good. So, obviously, we're trying to fit in with uh, October being the scary month. Yeah. And yep, so our focus is going to be on horror-related films, especially I, films. And I think these movies are... I personally think are honestly the most underrated. Well, they they are what mm. they are. I mean, they're, they're the Jurassic Park movies. And when you think of Jurassic Park, you don't think, oh, they're not really horrors, but yeah. they're pretty <laughs> because they Because they're, um, in terms of what they were marketed for, they were really marketed for kids, I think, which I still can't, I'm scratching my head over that because I think they're way too graphic for children. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Michael Crichton did, the original Westworld with mm. your Brenner and your Brenner and that was and it wasn't scary mm. enough. Yeah. But then I then I've, I was thinking more and more about Jurassic Park done by Steven Spielberg. Mm. And then I realised Steven Spielberg did one of my most favourite movies, Jaws. Yeah. And then you go, essentially Jurassic Park is Jaws or Legs. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael Crichton so yeah, so I would say most people have heard of Michael Crichton. Um, he's a New York Times best-selling author multiple yeah. times over, um, and yeah, the Jurassic the Jurassic franchise is really his creation. Jeez, it's it's like watching it again. It's just it's it's a complete marvel to think that movie was made in the nineteen nineties. Mm. Yeah, because the animatronics are amazing. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't use CGI, which is you know nowadays everything is CGI. CGI, but back in the nineties. Um, if they had used any form of CGI back then, I think it would look completely dated. Yeah, today. I think they did use a little bit. A little bit, yeah, but not for the not for the dinosaurs. For the T Rex. Yeah, for, well, I, for the T Rex and. and the, I think for the, when they showed it at the very start, was it the Brontosaurus? Yeah, the Brontosaurus. That was CG, but the T Rex was just yeah. man, that's so scary. And I think the animatronics that they used made it so much more realistic. That is actually legitimately scary. Yeah, yeah, like. You could just tell. You could just tell that, like, it was it was gonna end up badly. Yeah. So, like every other franchise um, film that we've um, that we've covered in the last couple months, the first film, the Jurassic, well, which was Jurassic Park, um, is still the strongest so far. Of the, oh of yeah, the two absolutely. That we've watched um, or three that we, three and a half, or two and a half that we've watched. There was just so many things I, I totally forgot about. Uh, the dude having that argument with the owner of the park about money yeah i no, I, uh, I just didn't that guy didn't even register the first nah. couple, the first time i ever saw it saw it but he actually plays a very integral part because oh, he's the reason none. the sole reason why the, the why park falls just, over, just falls over and fails and then all the dinosaurs get out so he's actually a very important character um and then of course obviously it's the paleontologists and you know played by sam neill and Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Wonderfully, I might yeah. say, by the both of them. And then there's the eccentric uh, scientist. Was he a scientist? Um, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, no, Played he was Jeff a Goldblum. math, uh, chaos theory mathematician. Yeah, I think mathematician, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so the original crew, so to speak, um, are, are introduced one by one in the first film. And then, and then it kind of goes from there when they meet uh, the, what's his name? The guy that ran Jurassic Park. Ah, uh, Richard. Hammond's character. Yeah, Richard Hammond. Is it Richard Hammond? Is Richard Hammond? Hammond. Mr. Hammond, yeah. yeah. Um, 
so you kind of get familiar with them and then of course um during the pro during the the movie you get to see exactly how everything just falls yeah. apart but it's 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 the what i found fascinating watching it again was um how dead set they were against it mm. because they were like especially, humans and dinosaurs weren't meant to exist in the yeah, same period or coexist yeah especially um jeff goldblum's character yeah he was like, he was dead set against yeah. it and he was warning them the entire time all yeah. the way through i mean um, two of the most brutal like carnivores for t-rex and the velociraptors jeez yeah. that was scary. were they actually both from the jurassic period i don't know yeah because i do remember reading something about how they got some of that wrong i think jurassic or, park is just a general term for yeah, dinosaurs yeah because they, i don't think yeah. they were all from the same period um so if you know anything at all about dinosaurs i don't really know all that much about it but um, having liked them as a kid, you know, you, you pick up books and you read yeah. things. When you're a kid, you're like, oh, yay, cool, yay, T-Rex. Yeah. But, but the thing is, the thing that's nice about reading a book is that you're reminded that these things don't live anymore. Thank God. Yeah, <sighs> that they're millions of years gone. So so that's why Jurassic Park is, I think, such a great film because it really brings that whole entire... Mystery. Idea, yeah, idea. To life. And, yeah, again. of what a dinosaur possibly could have been and like. And especially the T-Rex scenes, man, they yeah. were scary. Have something you know that massive just chasing you down that could go quicker than a car almost. Well, that's the thing. Like it's so huge. I mean, how how tall would a a, a fully grown Tyrannosaurus Rex stand? Several meters. Ten meters. Maybe tons of weight. Ten. Yeah. Ten. And do what? Meters. I kept thinking. I think they said it could do like 30, 40 miles an hour. Re yeah, but only at short, only in short yeah, distances. But, but still, but still, that would have been horrible. Yeah. I mean, you can just imagine, and I, I, when we were watching this, you know, the, the part where they go through the park, the very first part time they go through the park, I, was, I turned around to Jim and said, and all they have is a car. Yeah. That's all they have, a car that's separating them from these carnivals. Yeah, like a crappy fence. <laughs> and you think someone who's invested billion do billions of dollars <laughs> into a system, and they don't even have a really kind of like a basic backup plan? Yeah, that's just ridiculous. I mean, you... You kind of, I mean, it's a movie. You, you've got to remember it is just a film and it's fictional. But you kind it's of really the, bad management. Like, yeah, honestly. Like, yeah, like an electric fence. Are you serious? At the very start, someone dies before even the park even gets visitors. Yeah. yeah. Well, like introductory visitors. And and in do. the second movie, you 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 kind of put things together. They tried to cover that whole thing up, which yeah. I, which I thought was so dodgy. And 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 the thing is, you don't even really think about it. Like the first time I saw these movies, I never thought about that. Yeah. And it is actually a really really important point because it means. That they knew very well they shouldn't have been doing what they were doing and they did it anyway for money i might say for greed yeah i, I honestly thought the first is just amazing and mm. watching because uh, we only watched two so far we've only seen two so far uh lost world is actually even darker in some things i mean that very start where that chick gets almost killed by those little yeah, I don't know what things. they're not. Are they actually named? I don't know. No, they. Yeah, do, I mean, they're yeah. so tiny and cute, and the, that's the thing. They're so unassuming because they're so small. But when you have fifty of them on top of you, it's a different yeah. story. And like, like how, like they were like, oh yeah, the girl survived. It was like, it was like kind of just brushing it off. Yeah. But little did they not say was the adjacent island was full of dinosaurs oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and I liked how they used that whole premise life finds a way it's like yeah well <laughs> you started it don't blame life or nature no. or anything else this was completely done by human intervention yeah 
So you have to yeah. take full and, responsibility. And, and I do have to admit, this is where like real greed kind of sets in because yeah. obviously that hunter comes aboard. He wants to hunt the T Rex, yeah. and then uses like its like um, offspring as a trap. Yeah. And that was. And mad. look at what happened to that. <laughs> yeah, and there was some. There was actually some generally like really dark things especially when that dude was a peter strawmare getting hunted by those little things as well yeah yeah and i mean that with the second film obviously jeff goldblum's the oh, oh jeff goldblum yeah. and the and um richard Attenborough's brother i can't remember his yeah. name plays mr good what is it goodman hammond hammond sorry yeah um they are the only yeah returning characters that, and i found that really weird yeah. because and i don't i don't know why that yeah. is I and, and, really and steven spielberg that. was the he only directed i think the first two and then it was handed and over to yeah. someone else yeah um but it was awesome seeing that t-rex in an urban setting yeah yeah that was scary and that whole scene where the kid's like there's a Mom, there's a dinosaur in our background. Yeah, and just it's like hanging out of yeah. the whole the kennel's like hanging out of its mouth. The poor dog. Yeah, I felt sorry for that dog. I felt sorry for that dude trying to run into the video store. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, good one. God. You're, you're trying to hide from something that's twice the size of the video the video store. Yeah. So, I thank yeah. God it was only that, not the, not the Velociraptors, because that would have been a lot worse. Yeah. And that was the other thing, like the Velociraptor was every bit as much a threat as the Tyrannosaurus oh, Rex. Oh yeah, especially that scene when they're running through the tall grass and you and it shows and like an just, overhead. Yeah, and, it and they shows just them, bob up, yeah. like they just come out of nowhere. Yeah, they're just like hunting in a group. That is so scary. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that, I think that's what makes them so fascinating is that really there aren't, I would say, only a, probably a handful of scientists in the world um, that you know where, that that focus their entire lives on the the history and um, transformation of dinosaurs through the ages. Yeah, and they so yeah for for lack of a better I guess term the two scientists in the first or sorry three scientists in the first film are supposed to be the the lead scientists on this topic. Yeah, they're kind of like the guiding light of morality yeah. in a way. Yeah, and they exactly. were just. Like, it's a really good and way. I, yeah, and like, and obviously the owner of the park was, he he, he was like really not impressed. Yeah. And I think, and when Jeff Goldburn's character comes back again, he's kind of reinforcing it again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. Like especially when he's talking to his girlfriend, it's like, geez, yeah. there's a reason why I didn't want to come back. To and this that place. was really really low what they did. I mean, yeah. they, they they got to Julianne Moore's character who yeah. plays the the girlfriend of. Jeff Goldblum's character. And she was already on the island. She was already there. Yeah. And he did that on purpose because yeah. he knew that Jeff Goldblum would never be yeah, on board with it. Yeah, it's actually a real kind of scam. But when you think of, about it, it's kind of how it works. Yeah. It's, that's, that's why, that's that's why those companies, thing. that's why those, you know, like shadow companies. Yeah. The dodgy. IGN or whatever it was. IGN, yeah. Yeah, they were just I mean, we, you know, as I mean, as a society, we can all relate to those kind of businesses. You know, the ones that, that are doing just dodgy so things. Just so just... Yeah. like yeah and that was pretty scummy and even like originally how they foresee it was almost like a sea world like kind of corporation kind of, yeah like get the animals to come out and like yeah so bad yeah i actually i actually quite enjoyed the second one um the first one just yeah the first one's amazing like like, like every single franchise we've seen so yeah. far or movie saga or trilogy or whatever you want to call yeah. it um, the first movie has always been the strongest. I have to admit that kid. Was it Tommy, the little boy? Jeez, yeah. he <laughs> I felt so sad. Man, I felt he so just bad got. He kid. just got. How rolling. many times did he almost die? Yeah. Gosh, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so the, the first one definitely the strongest by far. Five out of five. I've given this five that movie five out of five consistently. Yeah. Um, every time I've watched it. The second movie though, completely forgot how good that actually was. Not as good as the first, but actually pretty solid. Yeah, pretty I solid think it's for, definitely. For it's a definitely yeah, I think it's definitely on the coattails. Yeah, um, for a sequel. Um, it'll be interesting to watch the others. Yeah, so we're, so we'll be watching three, four. What well, I mean, you know, it, yeah, because then it goes from part to world, and, and then kingdom, and then fallen Lost kingdom, King, fallen yeah, kingdom. Fallen sorry, kingdom. yeah. So we've got another three to watch, which we'll finish off next week. Yeah. So obviously, it's scary time. Yeah. So because it's Halloween month, you know, we have to partake. I mean, come on, it's Halloween. It's yeah. actually we're actually really big it's, horror fans. I think it's compulsory. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're a brood if you don't have to watch, yeah. Yeah, if you don't watch horror movies during yeah. this time. So yeah, so if you don't like horror movies, you might want to tune out because we will be speaking about quite a few of them yeah. this month, um, and we have a couple to review today. Yeah, um, scare me. Scare me. Yeah. Uh, on Shutter. On Shutter. And yep. and this is a weird movie because it's pretty much three characters in the entire yeah. film. Yeah. It's set in one location, and it's basically two writers. You may recognise well, her from Stormfront, yes. who plays in The Boys. Yes, so if you've watched The Boys, you'll recognise the female lead character in, the, in yeah. this film. Yeah, same actress who plays Stormfront in The Boys. Yeah, and it's basically them talking, well, basically telling scary stories to each other. Yeah, try, yeah trying to, you know, basically scare each other. And, and I would have to say, one of them does a really good job. <laughs> the, yeah. other, the other one, the other guy. I think the guy, I, I think the guy progressively gets to the point where... He is actually very unhinged. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I actually found it fascinating because um, when they're telling the story, there's like kind of like these kind of sound effects over the initial. Yeah, as if it was real. If it was real. Yeah, and that's the part about it that I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. Is that like the first? I think the first time she when the when she starts talking about her scary story. You hear the noises and you, it just really it actually quite freaks you out because yeah. you don't expect it. Yeah, it's it's like watching a stage play, but with, it really with is its extra mm. sounds. Yeah. Um, so basically, so it's almost like watching and like getting two actors and getting them to improvise the entire time. Yeah. So they're making the story yeah. up as they go. And what was cool is obviously um, <laughs> when the pizza guy comes, <laughs> he tells he obviously he joins them. Yeah. But um, I I love the the simpleness of it and. Like, it's really unassuming. Mm. Um, there were some moments where I was like, wow. Like, when she goes, what about the what about the old lady that lives in the attic? And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so so to give you a bit of an idea, the female lead in the, in the movie is um, is, a, is actually someone who's a writer. A very well-established. Yeah, does York's writing for a living. Best-selling yeah. author. Yeah. Does horror. And the guy... Is pretty much trying to a get struggling. There. He's a struggling author that really yeah. hasn't made it big or made it anywhere yet. So there's that. There is quite a disparity between them in terms of. And I think there's success. some hatred, underlining oh, un hatred, undoubtedly, and, no, and probably sexism totally. as well. Yeah, totally. And she came off a bit aggressive. Did yeah, you think? Yeah, she was crazy. Yeah, it was, she it was, was very fascinating. I think she was like very passive aggressive. Yeah, um, yeah. And she could tell like she was feeding off his animosity. I yeah. think. But I, yeah, yeah, I think that I think she was. He was trying to hide it really well, but yeah. he failed. I think I think she was really just like just trying to nip at his heels, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, the, so there are some subplots going on. Like obviously they're trying to tell each other the stories that are, that are that are good enough to scare to scare them, but each other. But they are also two people that are kind of in, 
kind of competing with each other, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's really underrated. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't seen many people, um, not many people I know have seen this. Oh, it's on Shutter. I don't yeah, think it's on Shutter. Yeah. So that was pretty good. The next one was a movie that, jeez, um, I, I... Makeup. Yeah, makeup. Um, it's it's. I think it's classified as a thriller rather than a it's, horror. Yeah, but it's a um, weird. But it is very. It has a very strange vibe to it. Yeah. Very unsettling vibe. I th it's definitely a coming of age film. Yeah, it is. But it's. But, very, but it's like the way that it's filmed. It's and I was saying to Jeremy as we were watching it, it felt very much like you know the kind of film you, an art house movie that you would see at a film festival. Yeah. Uh, what, it has that kind yeah, of yeah, and what I loved yeah. about it is you know when you when you watch a movie, uh, I've I kind of experienced it when I when we first watched First Cow, and you didn't know what time period it was. It's like hang yeah. on a sec, yeah, and it's the same with this. Yeah, I, I don't know when it was set because obviously they don't tell you what time. There's a you kind of get the impression that it was in the past. In the well, past. yeah, well either that or that or they don't because I mean the the obvious. Um, uh, draw card is no cell phones exactly no technology whatsoever yeah. apart from TV but you don't see the TV so no. as far as assume it yeah, is so technology. yeah so so it's it's you know so it's it's natural to think that it's set in the past but it's a weird movie mm. and I actually really loved it because mm. it was weird <laughs> it was oh, I don't know it was like a place that was trapped in time yeah and, exactly yeah and obviously this girl well, is obviously growing up mentally and physically and physically yeah mm. and she has some very strange and thoughts thoughts in her head. and dreams and yeah and, and it can't so it kind of starts off with with the lead character who was played by an, played by an actress I haven't actually seen before or if I have seen her I don't recognize her in anything else um, and she uh, she goes to this holiday camp where her boyfriend is working yeah. and she decides to stay at the holiday camp while he's there and get a part-time job yeah um, and they stay together. Yeah, she 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 kind of gets this impression that he's cheating on her, mm. and the more she digs into it, the more weirder it gets. And that's why you're mm. absolutely right. It's 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 definitely a thriller, and a it's, yeah, because yeah. some scenes are really kind of like on Weird. your like you're sitting there going what like waiting for something yeah. really bad to happen. Especially like the whole sequence when they're looking for the old lady. Yeah. And, it's it's like, it's like it is kind of not it's not exactly white knuckle thriller like you're sitting there on the edge of your seat sort of thing but you've just got this foreboding it's like a, it is a feeling of foreboding like yeah, something like you just know like you know hereditary gonna, you know something's yeah, going to happen like it's building and building and building and then mm. obviously when it happens you're like oh I do <laughs> yeah. I don't even expect that mm. and I think that's what works really well for this film yeah is that you can't really place it because it's kind of like a drama, kind of like a thriller, thriller. and there and is some, and because mystery. of the unsettling, yeah, the kind yeah. of psychological impact yeah. it has on you while you're watching it, it's kind of a horror in that yeah. sense. I think it's so it kind of blends yeah. those three things very well. I think, um, yeah, it has had some really good ratings from what I've seen. I haven't looked on IMDb or anything like that because I prefer not to when I'm reviewing a movie. But um, some reviews I've seen it's actually been really good. Yeah, and some I people can see that, why. Yeah, some people that I, I follow some some really good writers on uh, Leadbox have given it fours and fives. So it's you know what it might not be for everyone, but we've learned over the years that you know you should really see a film Roll the even dice. yeah even if you doubt that you'll like it because you can be very surprised, and that's actually the best experience you can have. 
is when you don't expect to like something and you really do, for whatever reason. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so that was makeup, um, and oh, wow. yeah, to, to round off our horror um, fest for this week, we have the books of blood. Yeah, based on Clive Barker's book. Yeah, and um, it's an anthology, right? Is it an anthology? Yeah, yeah. I guess because it's the prone. books or books of, yeah, blood. books of blood. Yeah, it's a whole lot of stories mashed into one. Yeah, um, Clive Barker. I don't know if you ever listened to this, but you're a you're a crazy dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was wow yeah so yeah so um, clive barker you know he is the um the, the mind behind hellraiser yeah, so health on heart yeah. yeah and this movie really takes a lot of the real darker things yeah it does and and when you're watching it you can really make the connection between some of the characters and what they experience in each tale each story and it really does come through very, very well. Like Clive, Clive Barker's impact yeah. is very obvious all the way through. Yeah, it tells the story of a girl played by, is it Britt Marling? No, it's not no. Britt Marling, no. Oh, okay. Um, the, the girl in the first one, I honestly, I can't place her. Yeah. Um, she was in, I think she was in some TV show about witches yeah. quite a while back, but anyway. Yes. Yeah, she plays the main character. Well, actually, there's, there's kind of, yeah, she is the main character. She's in the, the main first, character in the first. Well, yeah, it's, it kind of expands. Yeah, so the way that it works is it's an anthology that actually links, yeah. links across three different kind of, I guess, yeah. stories. So, is it three different stories. Yeah, and her character essentially is slightly unhinged. But she thinks her family are against her. Which they are. Which they are. Yeah. So she decides to run away from home and then ends up in a sleepy little town. In the middle of nowhere. And rents a house on the equivalent of Airbnb. Yeah. And then it just goes down. And then everything just falls apart from yeah. there on in. And what I found so interesting about it is that you everything is not what it seems. Yeah. You don't know that going into the film, which is why it's so good, because you don't know what's going to happen. And, and really, it's written so well that you just can't, like, you can't sit there and think what's going on because you just don't know. You yeah. just don't know. And that's what I think works really well, especially in the first part. Yeah. I have, I, yeah, and obviously the second part is about this woman that pretty much debunks you know spiritualists yeah. and well people who think they can talk to the talk, other talk side talk to the dead yeah talk to um, the dead and even though that story starts off slow it has one yeah. of the most insane endings yeah. Yeah. and it definitely pulls yeah. everything Quite, from Hellraiser yeah a little bit graphic that one's yeah. actually a little bit more graphic well actually they all kind of are oh man yeah they all kind of are quite graphic not not in the not in terms of gore like uh, I suppose the second story is a little wow. bit wow yeah yeah, it's a little Especially bit. when that sequence starts, you know, which one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the first story is about, well, gangsters. Yeah. And it's weird because mm. they all... Because they are actually after yeah. the books of blood. Yeah. And it's just weird how they just all... Intermingle. All together. Yeah, so they all, to, they all kind of interconnect with each other. Like, like you start off with, the, with this one character and at the end you get to see how they all interconnect with one another. Yeah, and it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird, it's but wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it really is well, well done. And that's a world I, I definitely don't want to live in. Well, the thing is, okay, I mean, if you're a Clive Barker fan, definitely watch this because it will be right up your alley. If you've never seen anything of Clive Barker's before, I recommend that you do watch Hellraiser. 
even yeah. if, even if it's just the first one you yeah, watch, just watch first. Um, because that will prepare you well for these. Because the some of these stories were a bit creepy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They were they were yeah really quite creepy and and then if you're not the type of person that likes that sort of thing, definitely don't watch it. Um, but you know the title kind of gives it away. Books yeah. of blood. <laughs> so it's, it's not going to be about cotton candy and yeah. and. Yeah, it's, yeah, and what's what's awesome is, is when you understand what the book of blood is, and yeah. it's like wow. So yeah, I actually was really blown away by yeah, it. Yeah, it's a little bit under the radar too, because I I don't think I've seen anyone else talking about this nah. on social media. Um, so that's another reason why it's good to sort of um to kind of find it because it's 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 well worth watching. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you love horror, you gotta you gotta watch this. Yeah, if it's you're a fan of Clive Barker's, yeah. definitely. Um, so, so yeah, that kind of rounds off the rounds horror. of horrors. Yeah, and then you know what? A couple of TV shows. Let's let's throw them in. Yeah, well, we have watched quite a few. Two yeah. of them exceptional TV TV shows that we highly recommend that you watch. I would say most people listening to this have already heard of the boys. Yeah, yeah. Season two. Uh, so, no season season one. No, we've seen the boys season one. It's season two. Oh, this season two. Yeah. Oh my gosh, season yeah, two, sorry. season two. Yeah, my bad. Season two. Um, season two, well, season two much better than the first, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, season two, well, okay, so we didn't, did we really talk about season one? No, I think this was before the podcast started. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so we haven't, yeah, so we yeah. haven't talked about season one, so just, you know, just pretend we did. <laughs> so season two, um, yeah, wow, uh, great ending, I thought. Yeah, you do. The thing I love about season two is that you really get to see different sides of the characters that you've, you know, that you've gotten used to in season one. You get to see their vulnerabilities as well in a really, really big way. And you also, and there are honestly there are some serious like themes going on in season two, especially racist racism. Yeah. Sorry, I should say, yeah, especially racism. So I think they did really well to cover that kind of it's quite a big topic to kind of it, you know I don't, I don't know is it just me but I feel very much when I'm watching the boys I get the same kind of feeling that I got from watching um oh what was it the was the happy face the, Watchmen the Watchmen yeah I get the same kind of feeling from that it's it's like it's it's comical it, it, you know it's comical so it's obviously got some sort of comedic you know, it's obviously yeah. funny in some ways. Well, not funny, but kind of tongue-in-cheek sort tongue of thing. Tongue-in-cheek, yeah. yeah. But I think... But at the same time, it's also quite serious. Yeah. And... Well, uh, I, well, when you think about Watchmen, the majority of them don't actually have superpowers. They're humans, yeah. But why with the boys, the majority of them have superpowers. But they are human. Yeah. Yeah, they're not aliens or, or no, mutants or anything like that. No. So, yeah, so so basically in season two, you get to understand why they ha why the superheroes, they call them soups, why they have come about, like how they even, yeah. how they even became superheroes. Um, and the other really interesting story is the story of Homelander and, and his kid, which I thought was great, just... Yeah, the acting I, the acting in this is amazingly good. I, you know what, in the first season, you you don't like Homelander, and I I still yeah. don't. I'm not saying that I like he's one of my favorites, but I think there's he's just had such a messed up life, and hmm. you could see why he's just so unhinged. He never yeah. had a proper childhood. He's just been like this kind of science experiment 
Yeah. And, and everyone he knows fears him. So it's yeah. like, you know, you can understand in a way you can understand why he's why he is such a dark character because there are aspects of his personality that have been pretty much been built by, you know, um, everyone else. Like this they've kind of preconditioned him to be this kind of person that has so much power over yeah. everybody. And when you think of that then you kind of it does kind of make sense that he's kind of the way he is, but that doesn't at all excuse what he does, not at all. No, and that's what that's why I find him such an interesting character. He's definitely my favourite, um, and I actually see parallels between him and Butcher, Billy Butcher, played by Carl Urban, again such great acting. And one of the really good things about the boys is, you know, especially from a Kiwi perspective, yeah. is that they are the two main characters in it are Kiwis, are yeah. both Kiwis, yeah, Carl Urban and what's uh, Anthony Starr. Anthony Starr. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Starr. So yeah, people will know Anthony Starr from what was Banshee. It? Banshee. Yeah. Yeah. But he's so, uh, honestly, when I saw him in this, I didn't even click that it was the same person. That's that's how different yeah. they they are, and he I, does and he does look quite different. Yeah, too. but I love I love like he he's he's got his public face and he's got his private face, yeah. and his private face is just sheer brutality yeah and you get to see a lot of that in yeah. season two which i was really quite looking forward to but as i was saying earlier on you do get to see their vulnerabilities even homelander's vulnerabilities yeah. and even and and that's the thing about him i think that that is the hardest to understand is that even though he is this this horrible person underneath he does have a heart it's just very very hidden yeah. <laughs> like way under everything else so it's like you, you kind of hate him he's actually the character you love to hate Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, the character that you kind of love to hate. Billy Butcher, what do you think of him? Oh, he's amazing. Um, <laughs> he's, he's absolutely great, but I'm, I'm really fascinated with... Um, oh, I, I'm really beginning to like A-Train, even though what he did was pretty pretty bad. And also um, The Deep, even though he's incredibly shallow. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, his name's The Deep and he's incredibly shallow. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like he's just like a he he's like yeah. A, oh, I think he brings a nice co comedy. Yeah, he's the comedy, comedy element to it. Yeah, because like he's like, oh man, screw that guy, and then he's like, oh yeah, good congratulations. He he is literally like a walking talking comic. Yeah, you know he's he's very over the top, mm. the kind of character you expect to see in a comic. So that that I actually really do like that. He's actually a minor character though, and same with A Train. Yeah, because this is in the six second season you get to see more of Homelander. You get to see more of Billy Butcher's story. Queen Maeve. Um, Queen Maeve. You do get, yeah, what they do with Queen Maeve is amazing. Yeah. She has a really interesting story as well. Starlight. And, Star and Starlight, again, I think she's kind of, she is still a minor character, but her relationship with, what's the dude's name? The Twink. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Twink, yeah. Maeve called him the yeah, Twink. The Twink. That's yeah. awesome. I, they, could just, I could just crack on, like, firewood or something. Jeez. Yeah. So I think... What, what a lot of people like about this is how, how just how natural the, the characters feel. Yeah. To me, it's, it's, like, that, it's like that silly quote from Spider-Man. Uh, what's that? If you... Comes great power, comes, comes With great, great power responsibility. Comes great, yeah. But they don't have any responsibility. They don't care. They, they don't give a... Yeah. Beep. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> they don't really, really don't care. And that's and you can tell just by the way they talk. Even the language mm. is completely stripped back, and it's like they don't give a toss. They're they're just gonna say and do whatever they want. And there's even a, even that's that really disturbing scene with Homelander when he's like yeah, like caves that 
the guy's No, no, on. no, when he's on top of that uh, woman. Yeah, and he's like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I can do whatever. And that's why I actually think that's the thing that's quite interesting about Homelander is that he is very much a character that has to have absolute control. And when he doesn't, everything falls apart. The other thing that's very interesting about him is how much social, the impact that social media has on, on, those, yeah. on them as people. And with with Homelander, or even Stormfront. Yeah, well, Stormfront yeah. was the queen of like social media. Yeah, and she, she was always had that. Yeah. Some she was very manipulative. Yeah, scary. and she was really good at it too. Yeah. And you know what? She was actually a, a really interesting part of the second season, though when they introduced her character. Well, especially when they're doing the detective work of who she is. Remember the first time we saw her, and I yeah. and I said to you, "Isn't Stormfront the name of that?" Yeah. pro-Nazi website. Yeah. So yeah. So if you don't know anything about Stormfront, her name has nothing to do with her lightning ability or, or any of that. Well, I, well, I think it is. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think it's a tongue. It's a trick. hidden. It's a it's a, a, it's a hidden meaning. Trick. A yeah. hidden meaning. So yeah. So for those people who don't know anything about Stormfront, then you're going to think, oh yeah, it's a Stormfront. You know, she's light. She's got lightning abilities and speed and all that. But underneath, it's really a point. It really points to her racist um, undertones. Well, it's actually more than an undertow. Wow. She's completely and utterly racist. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. And then when you find out about her background and her life, that's even more yeah. shocking. When you find the out about it. Yeah. And everything she's tried to hide. Yeah. Yeah. And it all comes out in the end. Yeah, that was a truth. Ending. The truth finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> even in the boys. <laughs> so yeah, I I thought the boys was good, and then obviously the other TV show that we watched. Which raised by wolves, wolves yeah. raised by wolves season one completed um if you don't know what this is about or it, it's actually ex ex executive produced by uh ridley scott i think he did the first directed first he did episodes. yeah he directed the first couple of episodes and then it's a different director ev mostly every other episode yeah. um but that's kind of common these days now they even do that with the mandalorian so um, so the first, honestly, the first couple episodes, you really have to stick, stick it out because it does take a little getting used to, right? Because we thought... I actually believe, um, <clears throat> if you watch the first one, it's, the first episode seems very self-contained, but, um, I, I just, I, for the first episode, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, thought that's... some of it was really good, but the other episodes where it shows the fight on earth, the story of... Of who the who, who they, they are, are, who mother and the, father are, yeah, mother and father are, yeah. the religious aspects. Yeah, um, it's and also it's got Travis Fimmel in it yeah. from um, Vikings. I'm sure everybody will know him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the premise is it's basically is it a dystopian? Is it after? Well, it's I think the Earth is failing. Yeah. They're taking a ship off world to a new planet. Yeah. Um, but at that same time, there's um, two androids that. Left Earth to uh, to unexplored start, planet yeah, yeah. to start new life yeah and um, so yeah so the Earth has become uninhabitable yeah. the air cannot be you can't can't breathe the air anymore yeah. and so yeah so they've decided to go off world I mean you know this isn't this isn't new this is a concept that's yeah. that's you can see in a few what I what I loved about it is one of the characters is is essentially a god yeah she's yeah. she's actually legitimately scary yeah. And she does hold a lot of power, but the thing is, she—it's quite interesting. She's such a para. Well, she she really is such well, a. She's like a like you can imagine like, well, raised by wolves is is like she's like the mum wolf. Yeah. But she's 
but also a predator. Well, all, well, I mean, she's you know she's the, she embodies everything that humans have been afraid of yeah. on, on Earth. So when you see her in, in this particular role as the mother figure and and literally the mother because she she does bring these children into her, the first lot of children into the world. Yeah. It's kind of it plays with your mind a little bit because you're you know you do see the flashbacks of her being actually actually killing people. Yeah. Yeah, on earth. But yeah, and what I, what I loved about it is um you don't know who the baddies are. No, it's very hard. It's very very hard to distinguish who Because of it it focuses on the 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 religious side of it and Yeah, I, I don't get into that so much, but it is there and it is a very powerful theme in the, yeah. in, in in this in the season. Um, because you see that there are that this group of humans that have been trying to gain control of of what's left of the the world through or, or the planet through religion. Yeah. Yeah. So they use that that influence over everyone. Yeah, and there's obviously the atheists, which are like this different kind of sect that's kind of broken away from mm. the main and, religious. Thing. Yeah, and driven by the by the androids. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two androids, mother and father, are their names. And they, as Jeremy said, are tasked with bringing new life to this planet that they've yeah. come to. Um, so basically, the human, like as far as human, the human life um, cycle ha- has gone. It's like basically that it's the end. Like that, these guys are there to create new life because yeah. because the planet Earth has just gone. What's left of it is yeah, doesn't yeah. help that they're in an alien world. And, and yeah. if anyone knows Ridley Scott, <laughs> yeah. if you're on a desolate planet. Yeah, you know it's going to be bad. Yeah, so if you know Ridley Scott, then you know Aliens, and it, and and really that helps because it helps you to come to grips with what, with what goes on in this season. Yeah, and obviously it's not obviously about aliens. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. about aliens, but it does give a foreboding of like what 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 will actually happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's a very slow TV show, but story wise, it's actually very deep. Yeah, Travel Fillmore's character and obviously his wife. Mm. When you learn his story and yeah. the and the the story behind, mm, man, he's had some. He's he's had a very yeah. his up his journey. Yeah, his journey is actually really interesting. Yeah, and so so you do have. But the thing I love about the androids, which is really important, is that they they do. You can tell the androids, but at the same time, you can see how influenced by the by humans they are. Yeah, they have been. And and at some time and sometimes it's kind of difficult to see that they are actually androids. Yeah, I love Father. He is just so awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. like he he doesn't have he doesn't wield that power like no. Mother does. Yeah. But he will he will do everything he can to protect the kids. Yeah, and that's amazing. Yeah. Because you have to think about that as a topic that's actually quite fantastic. And, and it's funny because they do have some jealousy. That well, this is that's what I'm saying about the android yeah. slash human kind of thing. It's like you know they're not. They're not human, but they come across as hu- honestly the most human-like androids I've ever seen in any TV show or yeah. movie. I, I mean, and, and the thing is, is that concept is definitely in, um, talk, um, introduced in the Alien movies because yeah. they have those androids with, yeah. on board. So it's kind of like a little bit, of, a little bit like that, yeah, but it goes even further. It, into even them. like the insides of them are exactly the same as yeah. the ones in Aliens. Yeah, they're manufactured, but it, but they have organs. Yeah, like we do. And they can use human blood. I won't say anything more about yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's that should be enough to get you to want to watch. Yeah, it's it's weird. But it yeah. has a really weird ending. Um, but I'm I'm actually quite intrigued because I think season two is going to be one of those 
really out there. It's going to be really interesting yeah. to see what happens because you, you do have, and as Jeremy said, that's actually a really fascinating part that I really enjoy the joy about this TV show that you don't know who the protagonist is. You don't know who the antagonist is because they they don't really have them clearly defined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let's face it, war does have no has no winners. Exactly. Oh, and yes. hands losers. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you kind of you find yourself kind of siding with the androids at one point, and then siding with with the, the with the um, the humans that have come to the planet. Yeah. And then you find yourself back on back with the androids again. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's actually really fascinating how that ha how that happens throughout the entire season. But yeah, do give it a go if you like Ridley Scott and you like sci-fi. It's like, a no-brainer. Yeah, and you like people getting blown up. <laughs> Jeez, some of the scenes are just wow. Yeah. You could just and the 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 really good thing is it's movie level quality. Yeah, movie the production. Levels, I was going to say production wise. The production of this show is. I do have to admit the Amazing. only the only corniest thing I I, I felt was um, the androids look like something from the nineteen sixties, <laughs> with their kind of like you know like one piece jumpsuits. They really do. And their yeah. cheesy little hats yeah. and stuff. But yeah I, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, but think I actually think that's that actually works in in well, favor. Well, especially when she changes. Into yeah, the well that so. and also because you need to know that they yeah. are not human. Yeah, you're you're reminded every time you look at them that they're not human. But then it's like they do these really human like things, like they talk about emotions, and it's like well you're an android. Yeah, how can you have emotion? So so it does kind of play with you on a on a on an on an intellectual level as well because yeah. you're kind of thinking, but they're androids. Yeah. <laughs> And they they're, they're talking about love and they're talking about conviction and I mean these are all all things that, as we know they're, they're human emotions you can't fabricate these things and here here are two androids that are acting like a family unit it's mind blowing but yeah. amazing that's awesome yeah. I mean we have, wow we watched quite a lot yeah we have yeah and I mean we haven't really had anything bad to say about the majority of the things we've watched which is actually really good because the quality of the things we've been watching is actually quite high. Um, every now and then we do watch something where we're just like, nah. No. <laughs> we don't, this is just, nah, yeah. we don't want to spend our time So obviously next week we're going to try and finish the rest Jurassic. of the Jurassic movies and obviously The Haunting of Blind Manor has which come we've out. Which so yeah, we've four started. episodes. And so. that's on Netflix by the way. Yeah. Yep. So we will have more horror. We will have more Jurassic Park. So tune in for that yeah. next weekend. Awesome. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, thank you so much. Bye. Bye.